Hello and welcome to the March 9th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. And, I mean, I don't know what everybody else thinks, but it was a, the All-Star Weekend was a bit of a mix between really good and really poor. Like the three-point contest was was great. Um, Curry hitting that last shot to, to beat Conley was was nice. I uh, would have loved to see Conley win, but it is what it is. Uh, the actual game was great. Yana, Steph, Dame, they really turned out, which was really, really cool to see. Skills challenge is never usually the highlight, nor was it this time. Uh, it was pretty boring, but I mean, the dunk contest, it was just trash. I did find it really interesting to see how bang average the dunks were. Aaron Gordon, he jumped over a mascot, tucked the ball under both legs and jammed it down and came second. Obviously, we're going back a couple of years, but Anthony Simons just did a basic dunk and, and won. And obviously, I mean, Obi Toppin wasn't, wasn't great. Cassie Stanley was really, really bad. But yeah. Um, they need to do something to revitalize the dunk contest because, and I, I suppose there's only so much you can do. There's only so many um, permutations of the same sort of dunks that you can do before it gets a bit silly and it gets a bit, um, yeah, people start getting injured. But yeah, something's got to happen there. Something's got to happen. Um, a little bit of a mix up this week for the podcast. I'm not going to run through the injuries and all that sort of stuff because the people with niggles are going to be playing. They're going to have a week off. Uh, obviously, they're going to they're going to be back. And a lot of the major injuries that we have seen, uh, those players are coming back really soon. I just dropped my pencil. Um, those players are coming back really soon. Schedule again. I'll post in the description. But the the teams that you want to be looking for here is Dallas and Washington. They both play in the first game back, and then they play three out of the first four games. So game. So in Dallas's case. Double header game off, sorry, day off, then game. Washington's the opposite. So, game, day off, double header. Um, I'd probably also avoid the Lakers as well because they only have one game. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through a bit of a mid season review. I'm going to talk about some of the players who I thought have been really, really great. Um, and then I'm going to talk about some post breakout players as well. So, then I'll end up with my. Top five waivers, as per usual. There's not going to be too many surprises there. Um, the the players that I've got are going to be probably very similar to what I had last week based on the fact that the schedule hasn't really reflected any sort of changes and there hasn't been that many moves to really reflect any changes either. So the top dog for me this year... Probably not going to come as a surprise to anyone if you're listening to this podcast. You probably listen to a couple of other fantasy sport podcasts. So I'm going to try and mix it up a little bit as we get on. But the top dog, it's got to be Nikola Jokic. He's top of the ESPN player radar. And no, I know that isn't necessarily a true indicator of is this person playing the, the best? Is this person the best player in the league? Is this person the best fantasy player in the league? But to put into context, so he's at 19 on or 19 points on the player radar on the player radar that is better than LeBron James and Luka Doncic combined 27 11 8.6 dimes he's top 10 in steals which I never thought was going to happen he's made the second most shots per game and is going at 50% shooting we know he's great from the line he shoots one and a half to two triples per game 
Right now, for me, he's the fantasy MVP. I think that he's probably going to keep being the fantasy MVP throughout the entire year. He doesn't rest. He doesn't miss games. He is looking really good. Denver are playing okay. They definitely could take it to another level. And Jokic isn't going to get much better. But for them to keep winning games, he's going to need to keep playing at this level. I will be honest, I don't really have him anywhere. I like... I just mentioned, listen to a couple of other sporting podcasts and the biggest concern that they all had was in the offseason, Jokic gets fat. Jokic puts on a ton of weight, comes in really, I wouldn't say, yeah, he's he comes in chubby and it takes him a month, two months to get into shape, get his fitness up and then he starts dominating. Hindsight is obviously a lovely thing and if we look back and go, hey, Denver didn't really have much of an offseason – then we shouldn't be surprised that Jokic has come in fully fit and playing really good basketball. So disappointing that I didn't take him anywhere. I could have got him in some places and I chose not to. And yeah, won't be making that mistake next time. Jeremy Grant, he's sitting as my most improved player currently. Probably sitting as everyone's most improved player. He's going to win the most improved award. And overall, he's just been fantastic. We knew he was a really good defender coming into the year. We knew that he wasn't amazing from the field, but shot quite a few threes. But for me, the biggest improvement has been his overall points. 23 points per game is awesome. And his free throw percentage. He's going at a career high 89% from the line. And that took me completely by surprise. I didn't see that happening. A few sneaky great players. Jared Allen. He's been averaging just shy of a triple-double. We'll, we'll say a triple-double. It's 9.9 boards with 1.7 blocks. That's only going to get better from here. Drummond is inevitably going to get traded or he's going to get, his contract's going to get bought out. JaVale McGee, he's not much of a threat. And, I mean, he is the future. They love him. They love him as a defender. They are, He's a young dude as well. He is going to be really, really good to close out the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him with a 16 and 12, 1.5, 1.6, 1.7 blocks to end the year. So if you don't have Allen, I'd probably run out and try and get him. But if you do have Allen, I wouldn't be moving him unless it is a awesome, awesome trade. Tyrese Halliburton. Everyone is – I wanted to give a shout-out to him because not that he really listens to the podcast, not that he listens to the podcast at all, but everyone's talking about how good LaMelo Ball has been, which is absolutely justified. LaMelo has been really, really good, but Halliburton has been just as good. If you look at the season stats, Halliburton's just behind, but if you look at the last month, Halliburton's in front. 13 points per game, so this is season stats. 13 points per game going at 49% shooting, 83% from the line, two and a half triples, five and a half assists, one and a half steals, and incredibly only going at 1.5 turnovers per game. One of the best assist turnover ratios in the league. That's all coming from a slow start, as I mentioned. And I would say that if I, for a nine-category league, if I had to pick between Halliburton or Ball, I'd be picking Halliburton. He's got, I think he's got a higher upside. I think Buddy Hill's time in Sacramento is coming to an end, at least as a starter. I would say that his turnovers or his lack of turnovers is awesome. He shoots the ball really well. They trust him 
Luke Walton said earlier in the year that whenever Halliburton comes back from injury or they need him to come back from injury because they need his playmaking ability, that's as a rookie. Obviously, it shows how bad Sacramento are and how much of a joke Luke Walton is as a coach, but Halliburton is awesome. And if again, if you can get him, I don't know if you're going to be able to get him at a discount um, because he's playing really good basketball, but if you can package him up for or package up, say, get him and Jared Allen and give away somebody who is sitting with some pretty decent value. I can't think of who I would be targeting. Maybe like a Devin Booker is maybe a bit harsh, but I'd be pretty close to looking at that, Halliburton and Jared Allen for Devin Booker because Halliburton's going to have a great end of the year. And finally, Norman Powell. So I was... Given that we didn't haven't had any games besides the All-Star game for a couple of days, I've been looking through some of the calls that I made, some of the sleepers that I had, some of the busts that I had, and I made some pretty ridiculous calls. I said that uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be the waiver pickup of the year. I mean, he's back playing now, so maybe he will be. But one of the ones that I was really happy with is Norman Powell. I put him as one of my top sleepers. He was coming in the year with a rating or ranked 173. He's now sitting at 67 for the year. Realistically, he's not doing anything outside of 18 points, 2.6 triples, but he's shooting the ball really, really well at nearly 50% from the field and 90% from the line. He's been really, really good. If you got him late, well done. I'm going to take credit for it. (laughs) But yeah, he looks really, really good. So the breakout stud. So what you're going to be looking for here is you're looking for these players on bad aging teams or you're looking for them on really good aging teams. Essentially, what you'd be looking for is teams that are either blooding their youth or players or teams that are resting their veterans. So Robert Williams, he's one that I think will trend up because of them resting veterans. He is probably the most obvious one. He's the one that most websites are going to see because of his per 36 stats, 3.3 blocks, two steals, 15.5 points, 13 boards on 72% shooting. Now, he's not going to get 36 minutes a game, so those numbers are a little bit redundant. But what it does show you is that he's a defensive monster who just dunks the ball. So Brad Stevens, he's already said that Williams, he's going to get his minutes trending up later in the year. If he gets 25 minutes per game, then we're still going to be looking at nearly two and a half blocks, one and a half steals, 11 points, and nearly 10 boards. If you can get him and he's training up coming into the fantasy playoffs, that's almost a league-winning player for you. Someone who is available in most ESPN leagues, I would, if you're in a position to get someone and carry them for the next month or so, I'd be grabbing Robert Williams and just leaving him into your lineup because his minutes are going to trend up eventually. The other one who I really like, who's not spoken about as much, and he is probably going to come cheaper. Somebody might already have Robert Williams. They're not going to have Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, he's another big with some really, really nice upside. He's currently obviously sitting behind Mason Plumlee. Mason Plumlee's playing really good basketball. And for whatever reason, he's only getting better as the year goes on. But eventually, they will either trade him. There's been talks about trading Plumlee or they're going to put him on ice and unleash Stewart. Detroit aren't really playing for anything. They may as well maximize their pick, and it's going to be hard for them not to play Stewart. He 
He's a first-round pick. Super energetic off the bench. Plumlee's not a great defender, and Isaiah Shaw brings a really strong, solid toughness to the Detroit team. And he's also got a pretty nice per 36 of 10-11 with two blocks. Now, again, he's not going to get 36 minutes per game, but if they trade Plumlee, you need to run to the waiver wire and pick him up. I would probably be picking him up and putting him into your into your lineup anyway because I think it is only a matter of time until Plumlee gets traded or sat for the year. Another Detroit player that I love is Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. I have probably said this before, but Detroit suck. They're not very good, and they are really, really thin. Somehow, they're really thin at every single position. DeLon Wright, he's on the older side. Killian Hayes hasn't really been that good whenever he has been playing, and they need a point guard. Obviously, they just got DSJ, so why not let him run out the season and see what he can do? He's going to hurt your field goal percentage. We already know that, but he has got a really nice upside. He can steal the ball really nicely. He's got some low-end, cheeky triple-double potential each night. He assists well. Get you five rebounds a game. Get you, you know, 10, 12 points per game. But he's also an exciting player and can turn it on, as we have seen in the past. So he's somebody that I really do like as well. Other guys that I really like going into the second half of the year, I love Jalen Brunson. Doncic has had a really heavy workload to start the year. He's going to get some random rest days, and every single time he sits, Jalen Brunson plays really well. He's got some really good standalone value anyway. So I like Jalen Brunson. I like Emmanuel quickly. New York, they are also not very good. Julius Randle has been doing a lot for them to get them into playoffs and to keep them in playoff contention as well. Manual quickly, he's going to get given the keys to the point guard position soon. Derek Rose isn't going to really jeopardize that, and neither is Alfred Payton. And Derek White. Derek White is somebody who I've been harping on about for about a month now. He's going to be back into the lineup really soon. San Antonio have got a back-ended schedule. Derek White is a stud of a player, and he's somebody that I really, really love to... He's not even a breakout candidate. He's just a good player that he should own. And because he hasn't done anything for the first half of the year, he's going to have a good second half of the year. Another player that I also have seen floating around a bit, but I I would say that I am not as high on him as others, is Nick Claxton. So Nick Claxton has got a really, really nice per 36 line, almost Robert Williams-like. He is going to block the ball. He's going to steal the ball. He's going to get a really good field goal percentage. He's got some sensational hair. But Brooklyn aren't going to be playing him. Obviously, they've just picked up Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is somebody that you can leave on the waiver wire. Don't get uh, any sort of illusions that he's going to be half decent now. Um, Then, obviously, you've got DeAndre Jordan as well. DeAndre Jordan is not a good basketballer. He is slow. He plays lazy defense. He chases his blocks, which is great for fantasy. But they're not going to move away from something that is working for them. They're not going to try and put in a young center whenever they are still trying to mesh their team. And they're doing a really good job of it at the moment. They are hitting their straps and they're looking really, really potent. So they're not going to mess with that. So Nick Claxton... I'm not sold on him as a player for this year. Next year is a different story, 
but I wouldn't be picking him up. If you are looking to pick up a center and you need some blocks, go with Robert Williams, go with Isaiah Stewart. Those are the two guys that I would be picking up. I'd even be picking up Derek White if you needed some blocks because he's got probably some um, more... Yeah, he's going to get you a block, block and a half per game anyway. So I would be grabbing him and not worrying about Nick Claxton. Now, waivers. I'm going to sound like a broken record here and I'm going to skip over him pretty quickly, but Derek White, make sure you get him. I'm not going to speak too much about him. 13 points, just shy of a block, steal and a half, two threes. Percentages aren't great, but they'll get there. Four assists. Don't worry about Lonnie Walker or anything like that. I wouldn't necessarily even worry about um, DeMar DeRozan because he's playing some really good basketball at the the three and the four. So the spot's there for Derek White. Grab him, put him into your lineup. That's all good. Jalen Bronson, again, I'm not going to talk too much about him, but he shoots the ball really well. He's going at 54% from the field over the last 30 days, 14 points per game, nearly five rebounds, three and a half assists. 1.6 1.6 triples. He's a really solid player. And whenever Luca does sit, which he will, he has got some really, really nice runs on the board to justify picking him up either for the day or holding on to him. Dennis Smith Jr. I feel like I'm just repeating everything I've just said. Should have thought about this a little bit more. Dennis Smith Jr. He is somebody that you should pick up as well. They play two games this week. So Derek White and Jalen Brunson, they also play three. I will circle back to the fact that Dallas also, as I mentioned from the start, Dallas have doubleheader, game off, and then another game. So they play three and four nights. Another reason that you should own Jalen Brunson. But DSJ, he he's going to be hit and miss. He's going to shoot the ball really badly, but he's got some really solid upside there, and he will have a couple of really good games. So I would be picking him up. Davis Bertans, intersect him or Rui Hachimura, depending on what you need. Washington, they also have three and four nights. So have a look at Davis Bertans. He is he's going to have his hot days. He's going to have his cold days. He is only really going at 13 points, but he is shooting at 3.5 threes per game. So if you need triples, Davis Bertans is your man. And then finally, I'm going to end with the player that I harp on about a lot, someone who I've been beating the drum for all year and is starting to play some really nice basketball. Talking about DeAnthony Melton. DeAnthony Melton, over his last three games, is averaging three steals and he is averaging about, what, 15 points per game. He's going to get you three assists, but really, he is the defender that Memphis need. And as soon as I get Dylan Brooks out of the starting lineup, the better. DeAnthony Melton, he is somebody who plays. Three games this week. He's only owning 13.1% of leagues. Pick him up because, again, they play three in the first four. So, D'Anthony Melton is somebody who should definitely, definitely own. Now, I'll be interested to hear what your thoughts are on my second-half studs. Robert Williams, Isaiah Stewart, uh, DSJ, Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, Derek White. Those are the ones who I'd be eyeing off. I would be having Robert Williams and Isaiah Stewart at the top of that. Next time you're going to hear from me is next week when we're going into week 12 of the fantasy 
And I'm going to have a look at what the fantasy playoff schedule looks like as well. Players that you should be targeting for that. People who have got games up their sleeve as well. Until next time, don't forget to rate and review. And thanks for listening. (laughs) 